You know that moment in life when you thought you had something all wrapped up and finished and you realized, I'm not done yet. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where we are. <laughs> We thought that we were done on how to walk out life after deliverance and realized, oh my gosh, I don't think we've actually answered the question. Correct. So here we go today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try and finish and answer this question. If we don't finish today, we will finish next week. Yes. And if we don't finish next week. (laughs) Lord help us. (laughs) Lord help us. Oh, oh, big shout out to our friend, Denise. Uh, we love you and we really enjoy your question, your input as to a topic on what to talk about, because this has been an amazing adventure so far. So, Father God, we thank you that we get to come together once again. And Lord, help us speak what you want us all to hear. You've been telling Chris and I things and You're showing us more and more of who we are in you and how you want us to help others learn the things that you've taught us. So we thank you for this time and this opportunity to come together to discuss and declare the things that you have spoken to us, shown us, and taught us in your word that we may honor you and give you glory in and through all things. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in talking and going over the topic of what does it mean to walk out life, walk out your freedom after deliverance, first we had to discover what deliverance was. Right. Right. We said it was sozoed, saved, healed, delivered, and set free. Correct. Made whole. Made whole. Um. And we actually, we sat down and listened to all three previous podcasts on this topic, just so we made sure that we didn't do like we had already done, which was rediscuss something we had discussed. <laughs> <laughs> but we went through and we looked at a couple of things that we saw that we had talked about. Yeah. One was testifying of the goodness of God and what he's done for us. You know, um, we, we mentioned the demoniac and, you know, Jesus said, no, you can't come with me. Go testify. Yeah. And it wasn't to say, no, you're not good enough to follow with me. He says, no, I've given you a mission. Yeah. Go testify the goodness of God. And then the other one was praise. Praise his name and thank him. Glorify, magnify the name above all names. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. And you were talking about the lepers in that one. Yeah, it was. And it was, it was amazing because Jesus said, you know, one of the, one of the big things I saw in that, in that, it wasn't even apparently in that story. Yeah is that 10 men came and respectively, purposely stood afar and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And he said, go show yourself to the priests and, you know, basically do what they tell you to do. Right. Follow the law. And one of them came back and he came back and worshiped God. Yeah. Fell at Jesus's feet and worshiped God. And their first response from Jesus wasn't, hey, you're welcome, buddy. I'm glad you're better. It was, weren't all 10 healed? Wasn't there 10? Where's the other nine? 
That was his first response. Right. And that shows us that we need to give glory to the one whom glories do. Amen. And the problem I think a lot of us have is we have these old tapes that mm-hmm. we replay and the enemy is mad because he lost his playground. Right. Which is why we, in another one, we, we talked about the armor of God. And one of those pieces was taking the helmet where we're able to take thoughts captive. Yeah. The taking our thoughts captive, making it obedient to Christ. One of the ways of doing that is by being alert and being aware of our thinking, of what we're hearing, um, where we get to the point where we're like, wait a minute, that thought, that don't line up with the word that I read. So it's a matter of reading his word Mm -hmm. and getting that word in us so that when we find our thoughts not lining up, we have the ability to fight them Yeah, with the word. Yeah. I mean, that's a fullness of the armor right there. Yeah, that's, that's a really good um, explanation of it, I think, really. So we have to believe that what God says about us is really real. Yeah. You know, um, you know I've shared this analogy. I think I've even shared it on the podcast maybe once or twice already. That if you're cold and I give you a coat and you don't put it on, have you truly received the gift? Right. Right. I mean, we could say, oh, look, and you you hold on to the coat and go, look what he gave me. Look what he gave me. I'm so I'm so blessed. But you're not truly blessed because you haven't applied it. There you go. And that's where the word has to be applied in our lives. Yeah. And that's why we we return back to these lists of declarations of who we are in God, what he's done for us. And I think that's because, like you're saying, we have to get the word in us so that it can then transform us, right? Right. Because the enemy is going to constantly chip at us. So in the context of deliverance, mm-hmm. Jesus says, first you have to bind up the strong man and cast him out. Correct. That's deliverance. But then it says, then the demon will go out into the wilderness and look around for somewhere else to dwell and finding nowhere to reside, he comes back to his own house. Just dawns on me. You can see possession right there. That he's thinking that he owns you. Yeah. That you're his. And Jesus says, and upon returning, he sees that it's been cleaned and swept and put in order but it's empty. He then goes out and finds even more friends and says, Hey, seven more come. And then he says, and the condition of that person is even worse. Yeah. So we need to fill that area with the word. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the word that's going to keep us from sinning. The house is swept and it's Uh clean and it's in order, but it's, nothing else is in there anymore, then what kind of popped into my head was, you know, when Jesus said, well, to the woman who was caught in adultery, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. And what did he say to the man who was healed um, from the pool of Bethesda? Yep. 
go and sin no more. Yeah. So if the house has been put in order and cleansed, we have to keep it in order, in order, sin no more. I believe in my mind, the gift of the Holy Spirit fills that. So what about when those voices come? Mm -hmm. We had talked earlier about there's, there's two different types of voices, right? Right. There's the internal ac accusatory voice mm -hmm. and there's the external accusatory voice. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that when a word comes to us and says, who do you think you are? You aren't anybody. They're better than you. That that's an external accusatory voice, correct? Correct. But we have to also understand that God never condemns. Right. He says that we have stood condemned already. So he convicts us, which is totally different. God's word is, is, is not, you suck, you're going to burn in hell. God's word is more like, hey, because you've sinned, I've made a way for you to get out of that. And his word is not going to be like, oh, man, you totally screwed up. You've lost. It's going to be, hey, that's not what I called you to. This is what you've done, but this is what I want to call you up to, right? Yeah. Totally different. One's going to tear you down. The other one's going to convict you to stop you to build you back up. So when we're talking about um, the house being clean and put in order and we need to fill it, mm -hmm. we fill it with the word. Yes. So when those voices do come, I would like your idea. What is it that you do when those voices come? From the outside? Yeah, outside or inside. Pick one. Go with it. Okay, let's do the outside. Okay. When when I hear you're not good enough, you who do you think you are? You can't do that, you know. You pass out. Who do you think you are? <laughs> she doesn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> um one of the first things I do is start praying. Go, wait a minute. Once I realize what I'm hearing, wait a minute. Uh that voice does not belong here. It doesn't have the authority nor the right to tell me who I am and what I can and cannot do because I am the Lord's and his word says that I can. He has equipped me. He is equipping me and he will continue to equip me to do the things that he has called for me to do. That's the key is not acknowledging what's being said. So much as because I think sometimes when we acknowledge too much, we we take ownership of it. Right. We want to tear it down mm -hmm. and speak life, speak truth. Power of death and life reside in the tongue. Yes. And those who love it will eat of it. And we don't want to do the negatives. Right. So when the voice is on the inside and they are. I statements and not you statements. What What is your thought on that? Submission. 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 Okay, one, I'm fighting the outside when it's mm -hmm. you, you. When it comes from the inside, I can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. I submit. When I say I submit, I stop and I go, wait a minute. God, you said this about me. I need to believe that. So 
this that is inside of me has got to go. It's got to get out. And what needs to get in is your word, Lord. So as your word has declared where it comes in and it divides spirit from soul, Lord, let your word do so within me. And I confess and I repent of the things that I am believing to be true that are not of your kingdom. I repent, I confess, and I submit myself, my thinking, and who I am to him so that he can then turn and truly tell me the truth of who I am and what I can and cannot do. I mean, at that point, it is a repentance. It's a confession and a repentance because I have believed a lie. If I'm sitting there saying, I can't, I'm not good enough or any of that, that's something within me that I've got to get clean of. If it's on the outside saying, look, that guy gave your husband a word and said, that's who he is. And what am I? Who are you? What am I? Oh, I guess I'm left in the background or, you know, you're left in the background. At that point, those, those words need to be stopped whether it's I am or you are, either way. If it's I am, stop, confess that, that that's coming from within. Repent of that thinking and say, no, 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 no. I know, God, you got something for me also. Or if it's you, look at you. Yeah, see, he doesn't think you're any good. Who is that guy anyway? He is a voice of the Lord who has given a word for my husband. And at that moment, God doesn't have a word for him to give to me. But that doesn't mean I'm less than. Yeah. And I need to tell that voice, shut up, go away. You don't belong here. Who I am is God's. Amen. I am a child of God. And God will tell me in my time when I'm ready, he'll know when I'm ready. And he Amen. knows what I'm made for. Amen. And I have had to fight this fight. Yeah. It, recently. We both know that. I've I've been fighting this fight. Now that I know what the fight is, I can win it. And that is something that, that we deal with all the time. Yeah. Honestly, we all deal with this voice. The problem lies on whether or not we hear it or we listen to it. Yes. Do we entertain it? Yes. Or do we kick it to the curb? Exactly. Jesus says in John 10... I believe it was verse 25, I think. 27. 27. Okay. You've got it in the complete Jewish. Yeah. Do you want to bring it up in New King? I can do that. Go ahead and read it in the complete Jewish. My sheep listen to my voice. I recognize them. They follow me and I give them eternal life. They will absolutely never be destroyed and no one will snatch them from my hands. Oh, I think I needed to back up a little bit. Oh, no, this goes back also to the beginning of John. Okay, you're going to go all the way there? John 10, ten five. Ten five. yeah. They never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because strangers' voices are unfamiliar to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and New King, it says, yet they will be, excuse me, they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Do we want to put this in context real quick? Do you mind? No, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to break back up to 101. Yes, indeed. I tell you the person who doesn't 
enter the sheep pen through the door but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. Robber. Mm -hmm. But the one who goes in through the gate is the sheep's own shepherd. This is the one the gatekeeper admits, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep, each one by name, and leads them out. After taking out all that are his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because strangers' voices are unfamiliar to them. So we can see in this by what Jesus is saying. I mean, he's using somewhat of a parable here, but he's it's kind of a parable, but it's not. He's using more like an analogy, I think. Of this, yeah. Right. So he's saying that the one who enters from the outside doesn't come in through the center. The one who's coming in, he says that he is a thief and a robber. This is the enemy, ladies and gentlemen. And he who enters the door is the shepherd. This is Jesus, right? Yes. Or the Holy Spirit coming in. And it says that the good shepherd will go in and call out his own sheep, and they will follow him because they know his voice. Yet they will be by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. You know, in James, it says, draw close to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yes. And it says, resist the devil, run from him, push away from him, right? That's really kind of the, the context of that. But here we say that we will flee from him for what reason? Because we don't know the voice of a stranger. That word is strange. So what do I mean by that? I mean that if somebody says, or if we hear something contradictory to the word of God for us, mm -hmm. it's a strange thing and we should reject it. Right. So that rejection is not like, I rebuke you. It's, it should be more like, Father, I thank you that I'm not that person. Amen. How quickly, if you can learn to quickly rebuke those negative voices, those negative tapes mm -hmm. sometimes, and just say, Father, I thank you that doesn't mark me anymore. That I thank you that I am the opposite of whatever that was. Right. I am worthy. And that people do see me. That's a big thing right there. Yeah. I am worthy. And people do see me because they see you in me. That's right. Instead of, well, nobody's ever going to give you a word because you're not worthy of a word. What kind of garbage is that? Right. And I think if we listen <laughs> if we listen to the garbage mm -hmm. and we associate with that, then it's harder for us to hear the word of God. It is because then we become more familiar with those old voices. Now, um as as I have shared before, if there's one thing that I have learned is the identity of the voices. So I have heard a lot in my life, voices that said, oh, you won't measure up. Oh, you can't do that. You're no good. Um, and I succumbed to those voices. Well, once I received Jesus and truly came to the point where I believed his word and started really getting in, pressing into his word, drawing near to God, mm -hmm. right? And learning who he is, then I realize those other voices really are the stranger voices. They are the ones that degrade me, that put me down, that want to keep me 
in a place of less than. And once I start realizing, now this is this is something I've walked out. So I feel like I have the right to speak this because it's my testimony. Amen. And that is once I realize the difference in the voices of your no good and those old tapes come back, I have the right because Jesus said, no, I remove you out of that pit of the voices that have kept you down and call you as my own. And when he called me as his own and I started delving into his word, I had a hunger and a thirst for his word. And he filled that within me. He writes, he takes away our hearts of stone and puts a heart of flesh in us where he can write his word on our hearts. Amen. And as we read it and we come to learn it, we get the opportunity then to take his word that's written upon our heart and make it active in our lives by speaking it to the fullest. Amen. Now, scripture tells us that what's in our heart comes off our tongue. Yeah. From the abundance of the heart. Mm-hmm. So the mouth speaks. Right. Why then do we want to speak things that aren't there? Yeah. Because Jesus came. To set us free, fill us with the Holy Spirit. He said, wait, he told his disciples, wait here for Mm. the the gift of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and then go out and make disciples. Go out, spread out. I said something that triggered in you. Yeah, you were saying that um, what Jesus said, you know, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth so speaks. We also see that life and death reside in the power of the tongue. Right. Yeah. So Jesus also said, it's not what goes into a person that defiles him, but what comes out of his mouth. That is what defiles us. Wow. So if we're constantly speaking negatives over our own life in agreement with the demonic. Right. Who do you think you are? Well, I guess I'm just a nobody. That's coming in alignment with and in agreement with the enemy. Right. And if we're in agreement with them, how can we ever let go? We can be delivered and healed and set free and made whole and come back into agreement then with the enemy and his ways. Right. And that's what we have to break through. That's where our breakthrough is going to come when we declare a thing. This is awesome. This is out of the book of Job. In Job 22, verse 28 Uh, One of Job's friends says this kind of as he's chastening him, but then I believe God just drops this download into this man's head. And he says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. This is a declaration. Now, this can go two ways. We can declare a thing and it will be for our benefit. Or we can declare a thing and it will be for our demise. Right. We can declare, Father, I thank you that you have healed me. I declare that you have set me free. Yes. I may not have seen it yet, but I declare it because you said I would decree and declare a thing and it shall come to pass. Yes. Yes. I was just going to, I was starting to get excited. It's like, oh yeah. And in Isaiah, you know, we are healed. We are delivered. We are set free. Why? Because he took the stripes for us. Amen. Yeah. Keep going. 
I don't know if I can because then I start getting tongue twisted. (laughs) (laughs) This, ladies and gentlemen, I think is the crux of the matter. We all can suffer from demonic oppression Mm -hmm. and possession if we come in alignment and come into agreement with something outside of the word of God, something that's contrary to the Holy Spirit, we are then holding hands with it. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we try and let go, but we can't because they won't let us go. So we seek deliverance. We are broken free from this Mm -hmm. and set free. But then we have to give Jesus our everything. Yeah. I'm not talking just here's the key to the house. I'm not saying, hey, I've made you a spare bed in the spare room, Jesus. Right. I'm not saying, Jesus, you can have rain in the kitchen, cook and eat whatever you want. Hey, Jesus, watch whatever you want on TV. Hey, Jesus, I cleaned up this mess for you. Just don't look in the closet. Right. I'm saying, hey, Jesus, here's the deed and title to my house. Mm-hmm. It's all yours. And whatever you say goes. Yeah. But when the the enemy comes a knocking, I'm going to need you to answer the door. And you're going to do that by speaking your word through me. Amen. So I need you to fill me with your word, Lord. Yes. So that I can proclaim it. Because I want your word to be the abundance of my heart that my mouth will then confess. And I will decree and declare a thing and you say it will come to pass. Amen. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how I see walking out our freedom after deliverance. And not just deliverance. This is how we walk out a Christian life. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm going back to this list here again yeah. of who I am in Christ. Because if I don't know who I am, I'll never survive. And if I don't know whose I am, I'll never know who I am to survive. Right? Amen. We have to know that God is good and that he is a giver of good things to those who worship him. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's remember, you are blessed and he's called you to be a saint. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not below. You are free because Christ made you free. And Jesus Christ himself, the living word made flesh, says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Amen. That is probably going to be a wrap-up. I was just going to say, can I pray? Yes. So, Father God, thank you so much once again for this time, Lord. Today, there has been a lot said, and there's quite a few tools throughout this whole series. So I'm praying, God, that your word will go forth and do what you have declared for it to do, to set the captives free, to pierce our hearts, to let us come to see who you are, that we may receive what you have for us, that we may walk out in this life as it is in heaven. We thank you and we praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. So before we go, I want to leave you guys with one last thing. We have to do all of this by faith. Everything we decree of God, we have to believe is true. And I want to leave you with this last scripture. It's in Hebrews chapter 11, 
verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But we'll talk more about that next time. Word of Freedom Podcast. We love you guys. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.